Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show as we start out a new week here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve Jones will soon be there from the Sunbury Motor Studio, Sunbury Motors, yes. 4th Street in Sunbury. And yeah. uh, got a couple baseball things coming through here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know if they've. Is it the 78 game proposal? Is that the yes, one? Yes. According to Ken uh, Rosenthal, MLB owners have approved the proposal for the 2020 season to present to the players' union tomorrow on the 80 yeah, game season. It might be 78, uh, only because the numbers work out better with 78. Here's the key. Here's the key I look at it um, to start with. That number of games, whether it's 78 or 80, the key is. In other words, they want to get the season done by September. All right? They don't want to extend this thing into November. They don't want to go, you know, they'll go into October, but not that deep in October. Um, I'm, obviously, this virus has different elements to it that, are um, there's some similarities to what the flu is like, and there are obviously some things about it that aren't. Is that fair? Yeah. Some similar. There are certainly certain similarities to this to the flu. There's no get no getting around it. I mean, there's also elements of it that make it worse. All right. Well, if you're looking at this from that point of view, right? You want to get this done as quickly as possible in warmer weather, correct? 
That's why I brought the flu part into it. How many people have the flu in the summertime? Very few. And there are people that do, but very few. I think they're trying to get this season over with uh, in such a way where they can stay out of cold weather as much as possible and also make sure you still have a buffer to next season. Because you don't want your season, one season ending and the other one starting up right away. Uh, kind of give everybody a, a reason to have a break in what's going on. So I think that there's a couple of elements in there that I think um, that come into play here where timing means something. And I think that is part of what they're looking at. Now, the question is, do the players see it the same way? They have to approve it. They have to approve it. Universal DH, um... 30-man active rosters with 20-player taxi squad. Well, that 20-player taxi squad tells you that they're, that there's the door is open to not having minor league baseball this, this summer anywhere. That's the other part. So if you're somebody that's ever gone to a Reading Fight and Phil's game or if you've ever gone to Lehigh Valley, whatever, they, they may not have games this summer. If they're going to do a 30-man active roster with a 20-player taxi squad. Uh, Now, other minor leaguers could take part in extended spring training. That has not been finalized yet. And there's also a universal DH. So all you fans out there for years who have been big Philly fans... You actually get to watch a legitimate guy hit. Uh, enjoy it. It's actually a fun way to play baseball. I've said for years. Years and years. Because as you know, I've been a big DH guy, and I've got people arguing with me for years about, oh, no, the pitcher should hit. Yeah, that's really exciting to watch. <laughs> that's really enjoyable. Every other sport's trying to put more offense into it. The National League's the only one that doesn't. (laughs) Great. That's great. That's why it's always been easier to be a pitcher in the National League than the American League. The American League, you've got to face nine legitimate spots through the lineup. The the National League, you've got to face seven. Because you can fool around with the eighth place hitter all you want. The pitcher's on deck. Much, I mean, it's not even close, not even the realm. It's much easier to be a pitcher in the American League, that, or in the National League, than it is in the American League, in terms of, like, the stress of what you face. And, and you know, of course, you know, I mean, Matt, you're, you're big on pitchers hitting, right? No, actually. I'm I'm a DH guy, always have been, always will be. I like this rule for 2020, minus the hit to minor league baseball. But I think DH is the way well, to go, especially for this circumstance. 
well, I think this is the way it's going to be going forward. This is, you know, once they've done it one time, that'll be it. Totally agree. Um, so there are going to be certain things that they have to... Um, That they'll have to do, I think the in terms of the ability to broadcast this, uh, I believe it's just going to be the home team broadcast. But if if the opposing team wants to broadcast it, they have to do it off a monitor in the studio. Only the home team announcers would be let in the building, in the ballpark. So, in other words, if the Phillies are playing a game, again, this is getting to home ballparks. The crossovers would be the American League East and the National League East playing each other. So, if the Phillies happen to go to Baltimore to play at Camden Yards, uh, Gary Thorne and uh, who, uh, who does it with Gary Thorne? Is it Jim Palmer? Um, would be allowed to do the game on TV, but Tommy McCarthy and John Crook would, you know, can do it, but it would have to be off a monitor at a studio. Same thing with Scott Fransky in L.A. They'd have to do the road game off a monitor at a studio. And 14 teams would make the postseason, which is what they wanted anyway, with games played in home cities in October. 50-50 revenue split for players and owners. Opening day early July, Bob Nightingale said teams would have the option of holding training camp at their spring training complex or their home ballpark in June. Um, a lot of issues still have to be worked out. So they have to have testing, lots of that. Improved hygiene standards, which we've been telling the suit for years, was was essential. Here, I'll pick up your golf ball. No, I got it. No, I, I got it. I'll hold the flag. Nah, it's okay. And uh, there's nothing, I don't know if there's a contingency plan in here. But those are some of the things that they've got to work out in here. Universal DH. Teams with the best record in each league get a wild card round. So this is not going to be a 10-10-10 split. You've heard that. You're going to keep staying in your own division. Question is, what you know, like, what do you do with the Marlins? I mean, they're in the National League East. What you? What, I mean, and the Braves too. And the Braves too. Yeah, uh, they have to fly. If Seattle becomes a problem too. There's nothing near Seattle. They're going to have to fly. Um, but despite agreeing to a prorated salary in March, Major League Baseball and the owners will seek additional pay reductions from the Players Association to account for the revenue lost by not having fans in the stands. Hmm. The only thing I don't like about this, Steve, is the expanded playoffs. That they should keep the same. But you know what? They, that was what. See, what you're seeing though is that the rules that they're putting in temporarily for this season, Matt, 
and by the way, I agree with you, so I'm not. This is not a disagreement. I'm trying to explain it. You're you're going to see a universal DH because I think there are a lot of people that want to see a universal DH. So hey, when's a good time to do it in crisis? Right? Yeah, we got to take pressure off the pitchers. You know, I need a lot of pitchers to get through this. So what you do is you have a universal DH. It makes it easier to work with. And then you keep it. And Major League Baseball wanted to expand to 14 teams in the playoffs anyway, Matt. And after doing it this year, they'll say, you know, that's actually a pretty good idea. We ought to keep doing it. Yeah, that makes see sense. That? That's fair. No, no. Oh, no, no. You see what I'm saying, though? Yeah, no. I, words, I, I, I get will, it from that perspective. Yeah. Will, if they will, want will it, they're going to use it this way. Right. You know, it was a crisis. Yeah, but you know what? Don't you guys think it's actually, you know, like after the season's over? It's a pretty good idea, wasn't it? <laughs> yep. And that's, I think, what what it comes down to. Uh, can I say a quick word about Mike Watkins? Mike Watkins graduated this weekend from Penn State. And congratulations to all of the graduates of Penn State, all of them, whether they're student-athletes or students without the athlete. (laughs) Because you've accomplished something incredible. And James Franklin put out a great tweet congratulating all the football players on what they did. The um, um, the, but Mike Watkins. I was always told early on. Well, you should see where Mike came from, Southwest Philly. There you and go. You should go. Yeah, he says to me, he says you should go through there sometime. Okay. So on one of the trips down there, I decided that, you know what, I should go through and see that. All right, I should go through and see it. Okay. So, um, and and you go through there, and you're like, oh, my goodness. This is this is not good. The greatest single decision Mike Watkins will ever make in his life was the decision to come here to Penn State. Because Mike obviously had a roller coaster here. Getting hurt. Some act some semesters academically he was brilliant. He did great. There's several semesters here at Penn State. He did great. And then there are a couple semesters you're like, uh, Mike, you got to be better than that. There were off-the-floor problems and so forth. Mike Watkins graduating from Penn State is a tribute, number one, to Mike. Mike had to do all the work. Mike had to keep pushing himself. It is a tribute to the great people at the Morgan Academic Center. It is a great tribute to guys like Dave Capriletti, Ross Condon, 
Keith Ergo, Jim Ferry, Kevin Freeman, who push, push, pushed all the time. And it's a great tribute to the athletic department, who when other athletic departments may have looked at him and said, look, we don't need this issue, they stuck with him. And above all, to me, it's a tribute to Patrick Chambers. That in the best of times, he was his biggest booster. And in the worst of times, he disciplined him, but also remained his biggest booster. A lot of people didn't think Mike would make it. Mike did. I mean, Mike, you know... And he got now, he has to take advantage of this. But in the end, the greatest single decision he ever made was going to Penn State. And let's be honest, there are some head coaches that would not have gotten him to the finish line. There are some coaches that would have abandoned him. And there are some athletic departments that would have abandoned him. This one didn't. And the fan base never abandoned him either. But that to me was the big positive out of the weekend. Mike Watkins getting his degree. I told Patrick Chambers a couple years ago, I said, I said, you'll have some great seasons and some seasons where you're right there at the NCAA tournament. I said, but your greatest accomplishment is going to be the day Mike Watkins gets his degree. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. We continue to listen to the recommendations from federal, state, and local experts, including the Center for Disease Control, concerning efforts to limit the spread of coronavirus. During this time, our office remains operational and available to service our current and new clients. Our employees will be available by phone at 570-286-5855, as well as email, and have access to our systems to continue to conduct business. Please know that our after-hours emergency service will continue to be available. Based on the recommendations from federal, state, and local experts, our building will be closed to the public during these extraordinary times. Our employees will be working from home to practice social distancing so we can do our part to keep our staff and community as safe and healthy as possible. Please be advised that all face-to-face meetings will be discontinued in favor of conducting business via phone or email. At this time, we ask that you be safe, be well, and be kind, and know that your Purdy Insurance team is committed to the highest levels of service and is only a phone call away. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades because they do a great job of finding the right insurance, whether it's auto, home, life, business, a bundle, whatever it may be, and they go to any length possible to find you the absolute best price. And then they make sure it's updated, 
They are the pros, pros when it comes to insurance. Not only that, these are great people. All at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can always go to sunburymotors.com. Check out the great lineup online of Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, Kia. Great, great pre-owned inventory. And you can do that from the comfort of your own home. So, yeah. the uh, You really enjoyed the Jordan series last night. I did, especially Episode 7. Uh, again, there's... For somebody like me, these are reminders. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... There's nothing new here. I mean, there may be some footage you haven't seen before or anything like that. But, like, for example, Jordan crying on the floor on Father's Day. Right? I was, you know, we've all, I mean, it may not have been that night, but we've all seen it. Um, but I think that what they're doing is fascinating. I give them all the credit in the world for how they have put this together. I mean, this this is really... There's a lot of elements to this that are very much like uh, the way they connect all the dots. In a lot of ways, That that's how... But it's a different kind of documentary, a completely different documentary. O.J. Made in America the brilliance of how that was put together and it was brilliant well this is brilliant the way it's put together and for me at least it's easy to follow and then, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of moving parts with this because you're going back and forth between the three championships in the early 90s and then the three championships in the late 90s it's it's very easy to follow despite all that and all the details with it and in particular, what what was cool for me last night, Steve, for someone who didn't really see Jordan in his prime, was it helped me connect the dots a little bit more, especially during his baseball days, why he went to baseball, why he had the, why he had the love for baseball, the connection with his father and all that, a little bit more into what yeah. happened with his father. It just helped me kind of connect the dots with some of those uh, historical moments of his career. No question. Did all of that. Wow. Uh... And I, you know, again, it's just really well put together. I mean, his competitive side keeps coming out. Everybody knew about the competitive side. All right. But then today we got word that Jerry Stiller passed away. And he played many characters. He was a brilliant comedian. And it's Ben Stiller's father. Married forever to Ann Mira. And of course, at one point on Seinfeld, George Costanza works for the Yankees. And as CBS Sports pointed out, in a lot of ways, Frank Costanza, Jerry Stiller, was the voice of the fan before the dynasty, including this about Jay Buhner. <laughs> so here he is. I 
can't believe it. He was so young. How could this have happened? Well, he'd been logging some pretty heavy hours. First one in in the morning, last one to leave at night. The kid was a human dynamo. Are you sure you're talking about George? You are Mr. and Mrs. Costanza. What the hell did you trade Jay Buna for? <laughs> yeah, 30 home runs and over 100 RBIs last year. He's got a rocket for an arm. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Well, Buna was a good prospect, no question about it. But my baseball people love Ken Phelps back. They kept saying, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. <laughs> Jerry, it's Frankenstein. Mr. Steinbrenner's here. George is dead. Call me back. <laughs> It's Steinbrenner sitting in the living room with him, and he's explaining why they thought Ken Phelps was a better deal. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> oh. You know, who's a big fan of Seinfeld's is uh, is Jack Ham. So he and I will ex- exchange Seinfeldisms once in a while off the air and then he'll jack will look at me and says you know we're the only two people that know what we're talking about here right I says, yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> so yeah you know the last the last Seinfeld where they were going to appear in, um, they were taken to court for witnessing a crime and doing nothing about it where they were calling all these character witnesses to the stand and the real George Steinbrenner was going to do the episode. <laughs> and something came up and he couldn't fit it in. But he actually was going to be one of the witnesses, one of the actual witnesses. Oh. Ah, yes. <laughs> what the hell did you trade Jay Buter for? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That speaks for Yankee fans everywhere. All right. Um, So in the Jordan documentary, we tried to take and connect as many local dots as possible. And, you know, so we've talked about how Johnny Bach was the really the defensive mind behind the Bulls. Well, Johnny Bach, of course, had been the head coach here at Penn State for 13 years. We've talked about... Penn State, when they showed the collegiate part, Jordan hitting the game-winning shot to beat Georgetown as a freshman. Well, one team that season took Georgetown, took uh, North Carolina and Michael Jordan overtime that year. It was Penn State in the Cable Car Classic. Jordan scored 10. North Carolina won at 56-50. Yeah, so we've tried to give you certain things, little tidbits. Uh, Jeffrey Jordan came up at one point. So we told you in the late 2000s, Jeffrey Jordan was offered a preferred walk-on spot at Penn State. He instead chose, he had a choice between Northwestern, Valparaiso, Penn State, and Illinois. He chose Illinois as a preferred walk-on, and then after two years, got a scholarship. Then he eventually left, and he went down and joined his brother at Central Florida. So there's little things that we've tried to tie in. Uh, so let's give you two tie-ins from last night. The Magic eliminate the Bulls when Jordan makes his comeback. And then the next year, they defeat the Magic 
that send them really send them on their way to winning the NBA title. And by the way, the thing you'll notice about all their NBA, their six NBA titles, you know what they all have in common besides the Bulls winning? None of them went seven games. There was no seventh of deciding game in any of the Bulls championships. Well, they beat the Magic, and they show a glimpse of the guy leaving the court, and it was Brian Hill, the head coach of the Orlando Magic. Yeah, with Shaq and Penny Hardaway and Nicky Anderson and those guys, the head coach was Brian Hill. For three years, Brian Hill was an assistant coach here at Penn State in the 80s. His brother Fred Hill was a legendary baseball coach at Rutgers. And Brian is just a terrific guy. But they showed a glimpse of him on the sideline. And that's who the coach was. So there's one Penn State connection. Here's the other Penn State connection. They showed the 55-point game against the Knicks. Do you recall that, Matt? From last night, yes. Yes. Which is in the Jordan comeback, 95, Madison Square Garden. Well... In attendance that night was the Penn State basketball team. How about that? Penn State is in the NIT Final Four. They're going to... They lost to Marquette. And to be honest with you, a game Penn State was winning and then let get away from it. That is a game that Penn State should have won. But eventually they took third place and they beat Canisius. And the head coach of Canisius was John Beeline. And part of that tournament was the timing of the tournament was they always gave if the Knicks they would schedule a Knicks home game. Usually, for example, nineteen ninety the game was the then Washington Bullets and the um, New York Knicks. Say, so, you know, Bernard King and those guys are all playing. You know, Ewing. Well, this time the tickets were for the Bulls and the New York Knicks. And Jordan dropped 55. It was amazing in 1990 the attitude was, eh, anybody want to go over? Yeah, yeah, I'll go over. Okay, sure. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. What the heck? You know? But there's some people who are like, yeah, no, nah, I don't think so. You know, So I, I don't think we used our entire allotment. When it came to this this game, <laughs> okay, you got to hear the tickets. The allotment is full. <laughs> Nobody missed it. Nobody missed it. So you were there too for that. Oh, it was incredible! Wow. He's he's already like. Doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with him. <laughs> it looks pretty healthy to me. Oh my goodness! All right. They announced the winner, academic all Big Ten. So yeah, again, so again, you you like to take something like that and you want to connect the dots locally. Now, when you've been around for 1.5 billion years like I have before they invented fire, 
uh, you can connect the dots better than some people because you live through it. Uh, Academic All-Big Ten, men's ice hockey, Oscar Audio, Evan Bell, Brandon Byro, Paul DeNaples, Liam Folks, James Gobetz, William uh, Holt Forster, Peyton Jones, Alexander Limoges, uh, let's see, Christopher Maleri, Nikita Pavlicek, Dennis Smirnoff, Sam Sternshine, and Alex Stevens. In men's basketball, Academic All-Big Ten, Stephen Beattie, John Hera, Myron Jones, Kyle McCluskey. Uh, let's see. Who else here? Uh, Got to go by sport. Women's basketball. Of course, it would help if you expanded the view on this because age has entered into it. Uh, Lauren Ebo, Camaria McDaniel. Kaylee uh, Simeon and Alicia Smith and Bexley Wallace for the Lady Lions. Women's Gymnastics. So you get to that list. It is Aaron Allen and Melissa Estrada. Alyssa Bonsall, Lauren Bridgens, Courtney Chinnery, Damiana Cox, Donna Howell, Tess McCracken, Kristen Politz, and Ava Beldflora. Let's see, who else? Academic All Big Ten. Of course, it would help if I knew what the sport was here. Quick glance, women swimming and diving. Get that as well. Let's see. I think people want to know who the wrestling ones are, right? Hmm. Yeah, wrestling. Usually there's a long list for Penn State. Wrestling, Brady Berge, Roman Bravo Young, Austin Claybaugh, uh, Creighton Edsel, Dominic Gingelli, Austin Hoops, Connor Krasik, Nick Lee, Brandon Meredith, Scott Obendorfer, and uh, Devin Schnupp. Hmm, Schnupp's in turf graph science. Well, we got to get him over the suits house. That would be his final project. If he can get that, he can get an A plus. He could probably walk out of here magna cum laude if he does, if he gets the suits house right. I asked the suit one time. I said, you know, I said, who takes care of your lawn? John Deere, local local lawn service. You know, he said, goat. We'll come back with more in a moment. Uh, brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street and somebody go to purdyinsurance.com. Uh, great to have you with us on the show today. Ryan Snyder on football recruiting next half hour. Later in the week, Dick Girardi is going to join us. And uh, Dick is going to relive the night. He was at Boston Garden when they retired Reggie Lewis as number 35. Oh, at the same time, Michael Jordan returned for the first time to Boston in his comeback. It's fascinating. 
it's um, what I found interesting in this is, of course, Jordan the competitors coming out. And there's no doubt in my lifetime, I mean, is there anybody that's been more competitive than Michael Jordan, at least, you know, from the outside looking in? No. Um, maybe close, might be Tiger Woods. But every single person that you see in there, they may have a different way of expressing it, but you're going to tell me that Larry Bird's not competitive? That Magic Johnson isn't? LeBron James? Gordie Howe? Mario Lemieux, Bobby Clark, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr. Gonna tell me Bob Gibson wasn't? I mean, my goodness. You know, I can go through a long list. But he had a he had a way of expressing it that was really it was not in, how about was not endearing. Oh, by the way, um, today being May the eleventh, uh, Matt, were you joined at work by anybody today? Yes, actually. And who might that be? That would be the suit. And how did he seem to you? Seemed like his normal self. So nothing improved. <laughs> so he was holly Let's jolly. Say nothing's changed. Holly jolly, happy, good mood. Yeah. Believe deep, believe deep down in his own mind he was setting the tone for the whole company. Let's go with that, yeah. I make the place hum. <laughs> uh, well, it's good. I'm glad he's back. Is he going to be back tomorrow? Um, that I don't know. I assume so, but I haven't been told. Is he going to come in every day now? I'm guessing he is, but kind of depends on what's going on on the other side of the building, I assume. Okay. If the day he's not in, let me know. I'll show up. I could do, do that. The <laughs> do the show there. <laughs> uh, football recruiting has continued for Penn State. Not only that, they've been on a pretty good roll of late. A really good roll. And Ryan Snyder's going to talk about that and more. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Q, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070 WKOK.